This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 86 of Small Talk. I'm 50% of Small Talk, your host, Michelle Smallman. So let's bring in the other 50%, host Steve Cerruti. Steve, what's good? Chilling. Just another day hanging out. It is what it is. We're sitting here. We're trying to make things happen. Uh, a lot of cooking is going on in the Cerruti household, so that's good. I feel like the food situation has been the best, like probably the best part of the quarantine mm-hmm. because I'm either ordering great food or we have all this time to make great food at the house. So the food situation has never been better. I couldn't agree more. I feel like I've never eaten better during quarantine. It's one of two things for me. It's either a killer gourmet meal that I have not had the time to do before. And I'm like, you know what? I have time to figure out how to make this specific type of dough. Or, I mean, the other day I made homemade almond milk. So, yeah. Wow. I know. I mean, I had the time. I had the time to do it. Or. Why? (laughs) You know, so, well, here's the thing. So, on the other hand, it's either like a gourmet pasta or something that I'm taking the time to beautifully handcraft or like a beautiful meal from a restaurant that I want to support or I'm doing really, really, really healthy stuff to offset it. It's one extreme or the other because I'm eating a lot. So, I mean, I'm working out a lot because, again, I have the time. I've been running six miles every day. Jesus. Outside? Outside, yeah. I just I go out there and I bang out a quick six. I know. I cannot run for the lengths of time. One, because of the physical part of it, like I just don't run, so I couldn't run six miles. I could probably run a mile, but... Six aggressive, and then I just get bored. I get so I don't know. My mind wanders, and I just don't. Even if it's a great playlist, it's not going to carry me through. Sit. What, what is that? Like, how long does that take you? Like an hour? Yeah, Probably more than a, that. A little under an hour every day. I've been, uh, every day I've been shaving off seconds from my time. Okay, so we're getting faster. NBD. NBD. Low key flex. Getting faster. Uh, <laughs> um, so what I do is I make a great playlist. And it's usually about 30 songs and I'll cycle through, but it keeps your mind fresh and or I will listen to a podcast as I run. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I'll do that when I'm working out, but I'd be more likely to run longer on a treadmill. I don't know why. I just don't like running outside. It's just for some reason, I don't like it. I like to know exactly. Like, I don't have like a smartwatch or whatever. On a treadmill, you know what your speed is, how far you've gone. Like, I want to know all of the details. And if I'm just running on the street, I feel like I don't get that. Okay, you're not going to run without music or your phone. You just have to get an app. I use an app that tracks my runs, and it's great because it packages your history. It says how fast your mile time is, what your projected time is, what your actual time is, what your distance is. It has a map of where you've gone. You can sync it to your music. So don't give me those excuses. Yeah, honestly, yeah, it's probably just an excuse-making thing right now. But um, I've always said I I like playing pickup hoops, pickup soccer. Not that I don't like to run or be physical. I just don't. Maybe it's like I have some sort of mild form of ADD where I just, like, I cannot do that for the amount of time that it takes to run six miles. Like, I just would lose my mind. You could do it. So way back when, you... Freeze Pops and I talked about who could run a mile the fastest. Oh, my God. One of the more ridiculous conversations we've ever had. Ever. Especially because Tom was essentially walking. His pace was at like a three. Anyway, (laughs) we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But you thought you could run a mile faster than me. So could you go out there and run, you think, a 5K faster than me? 3.1 miles? No. No, I said said a mile tops because... That's probably where my stamina would stop at. Like, I think, and people agreed with me, I think, because I'm not in terrible shape. Like, I could run a mile, and I think I could do it a decent time. 
But anything over, if it was a 5K, I think you'd smoke me because I just don't have the stamina. I wonder what your distance is. If it's a mile, a mile and a half, two miles to where you're just like, nope, I'm good. I'm done. I'm quitting. It's probably like a mile. Seriously. Like just I one remember mile? the last time. Yeah, I remember like the last time that I really ran at the gym. Back when we can go to the gym. What's up? What's up, Jim? Um, shout out gyms. I, yeah, shout out, shout out gyms. Yeah, they're, they're doing super well. Um, I feel like we're the longer this goes, we're gonna be like, hey, remember gyms? Yeah, you know what's you know a speak. Were we talking about this? Somebody was talking about this. About I think were we? I think we were maybe. How like gym culture is only um, an American thing. Like, oh, that was us. Yeah. Yeah. The more I thought about that, that blows my mind. People in other countries. I mean, unless you're like Cristiano Ronaldo and you have like a home gym, but I guess he doesn't need to go to a gym. Belonging to some nice gym is such a United States American thing that just makes me feel more like European Steve. I'm, I'm closer to the guy that I want to be, Michelle, and that's not going to be, that's not big gym guy. You're closer to the Italian wearing jeans, walking on the treadmill at a two than you are, <laughs> <laughs> than you are to an American doing reps at the gym. Okay, well, speaking of that, one of my guy friends and I, we were FaceTiming the other day, and he was like, I am so frustrated and stressed out. I was like, why? And he goes, I, for months, have been waiting for dumbbells to arrive. He lives in New York City, and obviously all the gyms are closed. And when this first went down, he went and ordered some gym equipment online. He spent hundreds of dollars ordering it because everybody did the same thing. They were like... If I don't have the time yeah. to go to the gym and I'm just chilling at home, I'm going to get obese. So I need to order gym equipment. So he, there was obviously a major upcharge. So he spent the money and bought the equipment. It's been, what, a month, a month and a half? What are we at? Six weeks, seven weeks? It still has not arrived yet. And he's like, I feel my body disintegrating because he's very muscly. And he was like, when these come, I won't even be able to do the workouts because I've <laughs> lost so much strength waiting for these weights body to come. Mass, dude. And you know what I said? I go, well, you know, yeah, body mass, humble brag. But I said, by the time they arrive, not only will you have spent the hundreds of dollars, gyms will probably be open again. Yeah, and he'll totally have wasted his money. And that makes me think, so I don't have a home gym set up here. I don't have really anything. We have like an office slash workout room that we use with a mat on the floor. Mm-hmm. and Extra rooms I, must be nice. Yeah, I know. Sorry, what's up? <laughs> but. The funny thing is, I am the only weights that we have are these pink ones that Maddie got at, I think, TJ Maxx or something. <laughs> I am literally using, so we have, like, I think, a two and a half and then 20s. I, I don't know if they're 10s or 20s. Do you, let me actually go to check. I want to see how much, yeah, how much they weigh. Yeah, check it out. Like, they're deceptively big, too, um, even though they don't weigh anything. So I guess it looks kind of cool, but I feel like I'm bench pressing, fake bench pressing these weird. Okay, they're 10 pounds, yeah, but they're massive. It's so funny. Like, they're so deceptively big. But that's the only thing I could use are pink dumbbells that my wife bought at TJ Maxx. So I feel super masculine. Yeah, that's amazing. My home gym consists of a yoga mat that I don't do yoga on, one nice. singular five-pound dumbbell. <laughs> what, what do you do with one? So this is so... Girls for the girls. Yeah, I mean, curls for the girls, obviously. I'm going to have one really ripped arm and one, like, dumpy, <laughs> dumpy arm. Um, and I have a resistance band. I've been doing some butt exercises and some thigh exercises. And let me tell oh, you, okay. that, that um, resistance band has been key. Yeah, key. bands are legit. I get that. Bands are legit. I mean, you do one five-minute band workout, you can't walk the next day. But the weight, when I lived in Connecticut in my building, there was a gym, and I was doing like a workout in the gym 
And I don't, you know what? Sometimes you're on the phone with people and you kind of are absent minded and you're just not paying attention. So I was in the gym doing a workout and someone called me and I had to go upstairs for something and I absent mindedly had the dumbbell in my hand and brought it up to my apartment and just set it down. And this must have been right around the time I was moving and it got packed in my stuff. And shipped to St. Louis. So shout out Pearl Street, my apartment building that has one singular five pound weight. And then I thought, oh, I should mail it back to them. And then I thought, I'm not going to spend the money for shipping. I'm just not. (laughs) You know what I mean? You could get by with one. I mean, seriously, just switch arms. You're fine. Come on. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But I don't know whose gym, quote unquote, gym setup is worse or I guess more sad. Yours or mine. I mean, at least I have two dumbbells. They may be pink, but <laughs> yeah. I at least have one for both arms. But, yeah, I mean, listen, you got bands, though. I don't have bands. I've seen people getting super creative, though. Like, I saw this one guy on Instagram that was curling, empty, not empty, but he had, like, paint cans that, he that like, obviously I think he filled with water and was just curling them with, like, a mop bar thing. People are getting super creative with that. I'm not ready to go there yet. The 10-pound pink dumbbells are good enough for me right now. I mean, I'm probably not getting any stronger, but at least I'm getting, like, a decent sweat in. Plus, I've been doing the whole core thing because I'm not. I've never been a big core guy. By the way, core workouts suck. I know core workouts important suck. Workouts. I feel like they're so incredibly hard. And first off, sit ups are, are the worst thing in the world. Like I don't think there's anything worse than a sit up when you're working out because they're just hard to do. So I've, I don't even do sit ups. I try to do a bunch of different things. And so this is my first deep dive into core workouts, and I can tell you that I hate it too. About a month in, <laughs> I hate core so much. Um, a couple things. First of all, when I'm doing my Shred 415, shout out Shred, miss you, nice. miss you, love that workout so much. They've been doing virtual workouts that I've been doing, hence the yoga mat, and uh, they will have some of the instructors say, hey, if you don't have weights, here's an, an example. And the one that I did the other day, they had a big pot that you would boil pasta in and they had put stuff in the pot so they had put a thing of almond milk or a thing you know or cans Mm -hmm. of beans and so they weighed down the pot and you were doing sumo squats or curls or whatever with the weighted pot so yeah if you don't have weights you can figure out a way to get your curls in curls for the girls but as far as core goes when i would go to shred let's say there's a minute of abs i would do about 20 seconds and then just lay there i would just lay on the mat like the way that you can't run more than perhaps a mile i can't do more than like 20 seconds of sit-ups at a time because it just kills yeah arm workouts leg workouts you know they're hard but you could do them and it doesn't feel like it's killing your body whereas i do like three sit-ups and i'm like all right do i have abs yet is that enough and i don't yeah and like do i, I just have feel abs like it, yeah so then i've done the, like the planking stuff which is hard too and like all by the way all of the core workouts i feel like a total idiot when you do too because you're in these weirdly compromising positions and none of it feels okay i don't even know what i'm working out but it's something hurts at the time so listen i'm diving into the core thing but i'm not a big fan of it One thing I will say about the workout scene during quarantine, I really don't ever have envy. Jealousy is just not something that I vibe with. And I also don't usually get FOMO. Normally I have JOMO, you know, more of the joy of missing it. Like with TikTok, (laughs) I I have JOMO, you know. I watch people do TikTok and I'm like, JOMO, don't want to be involved in that club. I have never been more envious or had more FOMO than when I see the Peloton crew during quarantine. So, oh, yeah. So many of my friends have Pelotons. They're all like, let's do a group ride. I'm like, must be nice. You know what I mean? I feel like if I had a Peloton during quarantine, I would be in the best shape of my life. 
Yeah, the Peloton thing it is super pretentious, and it kind of makes you look doofy, but I kind of want to do it. I'm with you. I mean, there's a big difference, too, because my wife, I think, and her parents, like, they love to go to these cycle bar things, uh-huh. spin classes, or whatever. I would never want to do that. I don't want to be out at a spin class anywhere, like, hard pass. <laughs> but if I could just do that at my house, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. And now, here's the thing, though. I feel like riding a bike... I don't know much about these classes, though. Like, are you you're you're also using weights, though, right? Like, it's not just like you riding a bike for three hours and, or whatever you do. You stand, you sit up, whatever you use weights too. I think like it's not just you pedaling for like however long the class is, right? So, as someone who has had their fair share of experiences at a cycle bar at Soul Cycle, etc., I mean, we could go, we could go through the list. <laughs> Your girl loves a good spin class. It depends on which class you go to, like. For instance, Soul Cycle, you're writing to the beat of the music, which is my personal favorite because you feel kind of like you're dancing on a bike. It feels like a club experience and you don't really feel like you're working out. But at the end of the workout, all the lights go off and you do Whoa. arms. Well, the, all the lights are off anyway, but it goes like totally dark. And you do the, you have two, three, or four pound weights and you do on your bike a couple arms to the beat, and then you do one song in total darkness. Usually it's a very emo song, maybe Celine Dion, you know, something, you know, like 90s hair metal. Oh, my God, I love it. And then you close it out with, like, Beyonce techno or something hard. But you are doing a little bit of arm work, but only to one song, and you're still on your bike. Okay. One of my buddies has a Peloton, lives in Chicago, what's up? And uh, he and his girlfriend do it. That I can get down with. I've even looked and tried to buy like a like a treadmill because I feel like I would run more. But I don't. Like I said, I don't want to run outside. But I haven't really gone down that road yet. But if we are in this for another couple of months, there's a good chance that I end up getting some sort of machine in the house. I saw my neighbor getting a Peloton delivered the other day. I was out for a run and I saw the the Peloton van cruise up to their house, and I was like, "You bitches!" I wanted to be like, "Hey." <laughs> Can, yeah, can I pay a fee to come in? <laughs> like, I know we're not allowed to have strangers in our home, social distancing, all of that. But I was almost like, can I use your Peloton, please? Yeah, and that reminds me, too, by the way, of that. Remember the, what was it, everybody on social media, like, shaming that commercial that they had? Oh, yeah. Which was the dumbest thing ever because it's a great gift. If someone gave me a Peloton and was like, hey, get in shape. If Maddie got me a Peloton, I'd be fired up. Yeah, it's a couple thousand dollars. It's a really yeah. nice gift. And yeah, and it shows that you care about the person. You want them to be healthy. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And especially now, like everyone making fun of them, Peloton's just making a killing. So, by the way, Peloton, shit, this, this is your free, you know, publicity here on the Small Talk Pod. Feel free to give us a free trial if you want to send us a couple bikes. Listen, I'll take it and I'll talk more about it. Yeah, Peloton. Now that you're listening, Steve and I not only will take the free bikes and promote you every single podcast, we will get small talk riders together and we can do a small talk ride. Exactly. Exactly. I'm down. Early morning. I need to get on some sort of sleep schedule where I'm not waking up at 10 a.m. every morning. My days start later and they end later. I'm up until like 1 a.m. now, even later sometimes, which is the exact opposite of what my schedule used to be. Same. And it's weird because I... You know, God, I feel like since I moved home to St. Louis, my sleep patterns have been so erratic. First, I was on the morning show where I wasn't sleeping at all and my health was deteriorating. Then I I switched and it was a total switch where I was up super late and sleeping until like 839. And now it seems like every day it's different. I'm with you. I need to get on a sleep pattern. But, you know, even for instance, yesterday, my dog got me up at like 6 a.m. because he had to go to the bathroom. And then I was still up till 2. So 
I said this before, but it's literally like I'll be laying in bed and it's like that Cardi B voice, coronavirus comes in your head. <laughs> and you just, you know, you're like, shit, what is going on in the world? Coronavirus. Oh, my God. Shout out Cardi yeah. B, too, by the way. She's hilarious. She's one of my favorite Instagram follows. Ooh, don't follow her, unfortunately. This is like the, what? are you sure? Like This is like the when I told you John Mayer was a great Instagram follow and you didn't believe me for like, what, a couple of months at least. I still don't follow him. I only see. Oh my goodness. I think Massive his, mistake. I think his hit rate is like one out of 10. No, it's pretty high. And he's got this show that he, it's called, um, oh, what the hell is the name of his, it's like, a, damn it, what the hell is the name of the show? I'll Google it. Yeah, and it's really funny, and he has guests on, and it's basically a talk show like in his basement that he does on Instagram, and it's genuinely very funny. And you know me, I'm not a person who thinks everything's funny. It's funny. Current mood? Current mood, yes. Yes. Highly recommend current mood with John Mayer. I mean, pretty good. A-plus content. Title, if you're asking me. Speaking of A-plus content, now that you've given yours, current mood with John Mayer, which, by the way, it could suck, and it's a John Mayer vehicle, and you would love it. It's true. I'm like a devoted fan, so he could literally just, I don't know, he could burp on Instagram for like 20 minutes and be like, wow, that's so artistic. It was so great. Wow, amazing. Yeah, you'd be like, wow, that is deep. That is so, Yeah, so you know, great. he's so ahead of his time. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah, so, People don't get him. So if you're listening to this, take so Steve's many layers. suggestion <laughs> with a grain of salt. My A-plus content, I, okay, when I first got into quarantine, I was watching Oscar-nominated short films, and I was watching, you know, foreign films, and I read this great book, and I was reading all of these different interesting articles. I was really trying to expand my mind. We have gone to the stage in quarantine where I have gone brain dead. I'm just, I'm a brain dead human at this point. The only things I'm consuming, as we talked about last episode, Too Hot to Handle, uh, Vanderpump Rules. If Yikes. it's not mindless reality <laughs> TV, I'm not in interested and i feel like the universe has given me a big gift because i've been watching a lot of really really shitty programs the aforementioned too and a lot of my friends who are bravo fans hit me up and were like you've been avoiding the real housewives of potomac for a long time and that is on you and now is the time to get into it and i have to say I was wrong about Below Deck and I was wrong about Potomac. I have been diving into Potomac and I feel like the universe has given me a gift because I am really enjoying it. I've heard a lot of great things about Below Deck. I just am not in that sort of Bravo, whatever. That's just not me and I don't think I ever will be. My sisters will watch it, but I'll never watch the, what is it, the Real Housewives stuff. Yeah. But Below Deck, the seal of approval of many people that I very much trust, yourself, Rosillo, even like other people that I've seen that I don't necessarily know personally, but like I follow on Twitter or Instagram that also say it's good. I'm surprised that that many normal people actually enjoy Below Deck. Steve, you have got to get into Below Deck. Why is it so? I don't understand. Like, why is it so good? It's just a bunch of people on a boat, right? Like rich people, and it chronicles what the people, like the staff, does, and like all the drama that goes behind it. Yes and no. So first of all, you're a nautical guy, right? Cape Cod Steve. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you love a good boat situation. So just that alone, you would love it because the premise of it is that it's a show that takes place on a boat, and it's these massive, massive super yachts that are hundreds of millions of dollars, and depending on the season or the franchise, they're going to different places. So that's amazing, too, whether they're going to Croatia or Italy or wherever it may be. The scenery is insane. But to rent these boats for a week, it costs a couple hundred thousand dollars, if not more. And so the people that rent the boat 
are expecting top-notch service. So there's, I think, what, like five to seven staff members, including the captain, and it's like a season that they have where they live on the boat for X amount of weeks, and every week it's a new charter, and these new guests come on with different demands. And these demands, some of them are normal, and some of them are absolutely insane, but they have to figure out a way to execute it. And while they're executing these tasks, which is a storyline in itself— You have the internal drama that's going on in the boat. You have whatever is happening with the guests on the boat. I mean, sometimes they get super wasted and do weird shit. They have orgies in the hot tub or a guest will try to hit on a member of the staff. Ooh, are they allowed to hook up or no? They're not, but there has been a time where the chief stew has said, forget it. I'm going to hook up (laughs) with the the guest. And, you know, drama ensues. You have chefs who are notoriously temperamental who have to, at any time of the day, whip up whatever these people demand. I mean, it's a lot of drama. It just doesn't sound like it's for me, but I will say, like, don't piggybacking off of your watching mindless trash television. I have not done that. We're watching Ozark right now, which is got off to a slow start because I've heard everyone talk about how great it was. And then I was like, season one, I'm like halfway through. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I feel like nothing has happened. We just finished season two. Definitely worth the hype. Definitely a great show. Very happy that I'm watching it. And we've also, because I think we talked about this last episode or two episodes ago, Maddie and I also started rewatching Scrubs. I'd be more in the rewatch phase than I would the trash television phase. I'll rewatch things that I know are already good. Both of those I need to get into. Haven't done Ozark, haven't done Scrubs, but yeah, I need to do something to shake it up because I'm worried about a lot of things after this, about how weird I'm going to be or how I'm going to adapt. And one of the things is is I feel like I'm going to be stupid. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to emerge and and act like a real housewife. Like you'll say something and I'll say, oh, no, you didn't, bitch. Or so, you know, (laughs) just like (laughs) just throwing up random drama. Yeah, because that's what my brain has been well, you're accustomed also alone, to. so you're craving some sort of uh, some sort of stimulation, right? Yeah, is this what happens when you're? Old? I was thinking about this. I, this is going to make me an amazing citizen because I will never want to go to jail because I will be afraid of solitary confinement. I've been living essentially in solitary confinement, and it is the pits. It sucks. It absolutely you're in, yeah. Blows. You're, you're in like um, you're in like white collar rich people jail. Yeah. Like you're locked up, but you've got a TV. Like yeah. You still get good food. You could hang out most of the time. Like You're really not in jail, but you're technically in jail. Right. I didn't murder anyone. I just embezzled a little bit. Yeah. You know, you have some, off- some overseas accounts that may have not been legal. Yeah. Bahamas, whatever. Everybody yeah, does it. <laughs> it's fine. But yeah, I, I need to flip the switch and get back into some quality programming. So out of those two, which one do you recommend more? Well, here's the thing, and we're about to get into the. Uh, this is almost a perfect segue into our top ten movies that we didn't haven't watched that we know we should watch. Yes, or have watched by now. You should have watched Scrubs by now. But I wonder. I watch Scrubs, and Maddie and I watch Scrubs now because I think it. Start, I think it first came out in the early 2000s, maybe like 2002 or so, maybe even earlier than that, maybe like 2000. I'm not exactly sure, but. I watch it, and I rewatch it, and I think it's hilarious because I I grew up watching it, right? I've watched it for almost 20 years now, or at least have memories of it for 20 years. Whereas I wonder if you watched it now, if you would think it was as good, because, I mean, it is old now. I mean, it's crazy to think that something that was made in the early 2000s feels old, but, like, we started episode one, and it felt old. It's not even in 16 by 9 format. It looks like it's old-school television. So that might be a problem for you. Um, I think you would love Ozark. So if I had to pick one or the other, I would pick Ozark because it's new and it's good and it's Bateman and Bateman's awesome. Bateman and it's is awesome. Drama. Yeah. And I, you know, the cool thing about the show is I was always sort of skeptical about Bateman doing serious acting, 
But between that and I just watched uh, this, what is it? It was this other um, show on HBO called The Outsider, which was kind of a weird show, and he was in the beginning of it that I think he produced as well. Bateman's, like, taking his next step into, like, serious acting, and for some reason, I think it's totally fine. He doesn't, it doesn't strike me like, oh, this is Jason Bateman, the same guy that was in, you know, all these random weird comedies in the early 2000s. He's now doing serious acting. I don't know if anyone is able to transition from being, like, this kind of niche comedy actor to, like, a serious drama actor the way that Jason Bateman has. So I, I shout out to Bateman, and I think you would like the show because there's a, it's a good amount of drama, great cast, good story. It moves pretty quickly. You could obviously binge it. And the Scrubs thing is great, but it's just old. And as we get into our movies that I think we should have seen, there's a theme here with me watching old things and not really appreciating them. Okay, so you've sold me. I'm going to get into Ozark because, yeah, if we're just boiling it down to Braff versus Bateman, I'm going to go Bateman. And, yeah, Bateman is so much more than Arrested Development and Horrible Bosses. That guy's got range, okay? He's got major range. Yeah, I would agree. It's kind of surprised me to the point where, like, you don't even really notice it. Because I think... There have been times when people, and I'm trying to think of like a good example, where like somebody who steps out of their comfort zone makes a thing, you're like, oh, this is that person, that guy or that girl, you know, she's known or he's known for this, and they're doing this, and it's really noticeable when you're watching something new that they try. The biggest compliment you can pay to Bateman is, I don't even think about that. I just think of him as like this great actor and this, and this good drama series. Oh, you know who I'm thinking of? Who abs- I was just Googling it, but it just came to my mind. You know who was the comedy actor that went drama that was shocking how good they were was Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. What was Jonah Hill in? He was in um, Wolf of Wall Street. But that was like kind of a comedy too, though, in a way. You know, like he was playing a character that was hilarious in a way. You know, who else? Jonah Hill. It's not a bad example, but I oh, don't think it's like it's not Bateman level. Even though I hated this movie, uh, Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. Oh, I haven't seen it. I've heard really mixed things on that. Wait, you haven't seen it? I'm shocked. I, I have not seen Uncut Gems. I don't know. I'm not a big Sandler guy. I know I shouldn't be saying that. I don't know. Why I think, shouldn't you, you know, be saying that? I don't know, because everybody loves Sandler, right? That's the old school Sandler movies. I think they're funny, but... He certainly had a that peak. Was a Everyone's had a peak. My time. It was a little... Yeah, no, he's definitely a peak. Definitely, definitely a peak. And I mean, Cliff, you know, there's a, there's a lot of forgettable movies in there. Um, yes. But Uncut Gems, and listen, I haven't seen the movie, like I said, but I feel like watching that movie, I'm just going to go, oh, this is Adam Sandler, like a funny guy. And I don't know. No, Maybe I won't. He's not funny. He's... So annoying in it. Well, everybody was pissed off that he didn't get nominated for Best Actor, right? No, they weren't. He was pissed off. I don't think a lot of other people were. <laughs> okay. Just, just Adam. Okay. Adam was pissed off. Yeah, That's he it. was pissed. Um, I mean, there were some people that really, really loved it. I thought Kevin Garnett was the best part about it. It was very erratic. I thought there was parts that didn't fit. The whole thing gave me anxiety. I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy, there's one shocking moment at the end that you do not see coming that you're like, oh my God, shit, that's crazy. But I walked away from it saying, mm, two of five stars, didn't love it. You know what's funny too, though, is I've heard a lot of people say Kevin Garnett was good in the movie. And I feel like the whole actor, like when people play themselves in movies, can you really say that they're a good actor? though? like he was playing Kevin Garnett in the same way that LeBron James was playing himself in that train wreck movie. And LeBron was good, but like he's playing himself in a way. So I don't know. Like Kevin Garnett's just like a genuinely interesting person and is in a, in a ridiculous personality and has this intensity unknown to mankind. And if he's playing himself, he's going to be entertaining no matter what. So I don't know. Like I feel like that's a weird kind of thing. I'm like, am I saying he's a good actor or is he just playing himself? But that's my whole point is even him playing himself, which didn't take a lot of energy and or acting experience was to me the best part of the movie. <laughs> 
Mm. So it's not a ringing endorsement from from Michelle here. No, I mean, I went down a lot of the Oscar path. I still need to see Jojo Rabbit. Haven't seen that one yet. Which is ridiculous because it might have been other than 1917, my favorite movie of the year. So I haven't seen 1917 either. I mean, that's obviously ridiculous. Yeah. That should be number one on your list of movies that you should have seen by now, even though it came out literally like six months ago. 1917? Yes. It didn't make the list, but to wrap up Uncut Gems, this is not a Bill Murray in Lost in Translation type vibe. This is not Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting, where this is an amazing comedic actor that gives me a super serious. Robin Williams is a great call. Yeah, super serious, call. unforgettable yeah. role. I mean, think about Robin Williams as one of the funniest people in the history of comedy, and he does Goodwill Hunting, and I, I think there were some other serious movies he did, but Goodwill Hunting is the one that always sticks out to me. He dominated that role. Bill Murray and Lost in Translation dominated that role in a dramatic sense. I just kind of feel like Adam Sandler, you know, he, he was all right. He was all right. I didn't love it. And maybe it wasn't so much his performance as just the structure of the film. But check it know. out. But I check mean, it out. And then get, uh, how about this? How about this? Before we give our list here. OK, let's take a step back. We're about to give our list of our personal top 10 movies that we're going to catch shit for that we haven't seen yet, that we should have seen by now. So what? let's come up with a, a catchy phrase for that, our top 10 WTF movies or something. Yeah, I kind of like the aggressively long title. Okay, top good. 10 movies that we that we probably should have seen by now but haven't seen yet, people are going to be pissed off at us about. Yeah, that will upset people. I love it. I want that entire title in the tweet. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it might take all 120 characters. I also hate when people just say, you know, Today it's raining. That's the tweet. Like I hate that. That's the oh tweet. Oh my gosh! Listen, we can get into. We I've gotten into the whole like tweets that annoy me, like the fuck coronavirus people. The that's the tweet people are right up there with some of the worst, most unoriginal tweets that there are possible. Like you know, LeBron James. That's it. That's the tweet. Yeah, that's like, the tweet. <laughs> good one. And then who is the guy that's like, yep, throwing that one a like? Real good stuff there. Real great content. I'm in. Follow this. I'm going to give this guy a follow. I, I don't understand who that person is. Should I tweet out the super long title of this top 10 list and just say, that's it. That's the that's pod. It. That's, <laughs> that's the pod. The pod. <laughs> but that would be wrong because, that, no, that, that, that's not it. That's only about half the pod. So what's up? Yeah. Shout out to us for not actually following that tweet. So the reason that we came up with this list is because I, on my Instagram story, as we talked about in the last pod, revealed that I have not seen The Big Lebowski, and I caught a lot of heat from people. People were very upset that I hadn't seen this movie. I'm getting DMs from people being like, wow, I thought that you were cool. This (laughs) really is making me look at you in a different light. So it got us thinking. Both of us are kind of in the... If it happened X amount of years ago and we didn't catch it, it's gone camp. So we wanted to come up with our top 10 list. But to spin it forward, next pod, you and I both need to do a movie review. I will review The Big Lebowski and you should watch Uncut Gems and review Uncut Gems. Okay, done. So there you go. Movie reviews with Smallman and Cerruti. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so let's get into our lists. So what do you want to do, Snake Draft? Yeah, we got it. Snake Draft is the best way to go. Yes. We, we can't just give our 10. Like We have to go back and forth. And I, I wonder, I have a feeling a lot of the ones that you have not seen are going to be ones that I really like or I'm going to be sort of judgy about. I'm not sure that mine are going to be like you judging me too hard. Mine are like kind of just older movies that I just haven't really seen. Because for me, if I missed it, I just kind of don't go back and watch it. So like I was born in 88, and you know, if I didn't catch a movie in the 90s, there's a good chance that I'm not going to watch it in 2020, you know? So that's most of my list. Kind of same. Mine are 
mostly older films, but I love that we're taking the snake draft premise because I actually wrote down 15 classic wow. movies that I should have seen. And just like any good draft, Nick, you need to have all your names on the board, you know? So yeah. as as we're going through this, depending on what you throw down, that will help me anticipate my next move. I have 12, so I guess we can throw in our honorable mentions afterwards. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. I feel like I always go first. Yeah, you always go first, so I will go first. Okay. Now, and are we doing this in shocking order, descending no, to ascending, or is I it just a 10 number or a 10 movie list? Yeah, I don't have mine in, in any specific order. Some of them will be equally shocking. I think all of them are kind of surprising. They're all big time movies that I just didn't watch. So I didn't necessarily rank them, but they are all to me in an elite tier of, I would say either cult classic movies or award-winning movies. They're all movies that have, you know, that have been famous for, I don't know, at least a couple of decades. Okay. Well, I'm going to kick this off with one that is probably shocking. So let's start this with a bang. I have never seen E.T. Wow. Okay. So <laughs> I've, I've thought about putting that on the list because I've only seen bits and pieces, but I do feel like I have seen the totality of the movie at some point, but I don't know if I really even remember anything about it, but that's a good one. We watched it in Spanish class in high school, and <laughs> I missed half the movie because I forget what, you know, I was doing something. It was late to class or I had to leave class early. I forget the premise, but I know I only watched half of it, and the and I was terrible at Spanish. I mean... I took four years of Spanish and could not string together one sentence in Spanish. I mean, that's a conversation for another day. But the only thing I remember Same. from the movie is "et telefono mi casa" <laughs> for ET phone say, home. What's the tie into Spanish there? I didn't. I don't know what the tie into Spanish class is. Yeah, shout out to our teacher, Mrs. Jones, who clearly did not like our class and did not want to teach us, so she would just throw on movies in Spanish. <laughs> so I'm going to look these up. So I got this up on IMDb. That was 1982. I mean, that's well before both of us were born. And it got a 7.8, so it got a good review. 7.8 is, is good? Yeah, seven point, anything above 7 is good. Oh, okay, good um, to know. Noted. Uh, yeah, yeah, anything above 7 is good. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb have very different rating systems. Typically, I trust IMDb a little bit more. But I will say it is a movie that I don't have any interest in watching in 2020. I don't. And I'm, <laughs> like, Again, if you were born in like the late 70s, you grew up on that movie, which I'm, a lot of people I'm sure are. Maybe you're listening to this and be like, you guys are stupid and terrible talking about movies. How could you not love E.T.? I just have no interest in going back and watching that movie. So while I have seen it, I don't really remember anything about it. And I think it's a really great omission by you. And I'm not even going to judge you for it. Thank you, Steve. And yeah, I mean, if you look at the premise of the film in me as an adult in 2020, I'm just not interested. <laughs> you know, this <laughs> alien figure comes, <laughs> comes down to kick it with some kids. Like, I, that doesn't do it for me. I'm not going to go back and sit down and watch E.T. I'm just not. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. I forgot Drew Barrymore. Yeah, was that was her, her launching vehicle. Spielberg. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, again, great. That, that Starting off, off with a bang, not going to judge you one, one second for it. Thank you. Um, my first one is, uh, this is one where Adnan is going to be really, really pissed off at me. But this is a movie I've just never gotten around to seeing. Came out in 1990, De Niro, Joe Pesci. I have never seen Goodfellas. Never. Okay. I know we said this was a safe zone, but what you just said threw that out the window. Are you fucking kidding me that you've never... You don't even need to give me your other nine. You win. How have I you not... I want to start off with a bang. How have you not seen Goodfellas? That is my number one favorite movie of all time. 
Are you kidding me? Swear to That's God. favorite movie of all time. Favorite movie of all time. If I had to, speaking of solitary confinement, if I had to sit in a room and I could only watch one movie the rest of my life, it's Goodfellas. Unbelievable movie. All right, sell it to me. Because I'm a Scorsese fan. Obviously, I just watched The Irishman. I've seen a bunch of his other movies. Uh, I've actually seen some of his older movies, too. Like, I've seen Taxi Driver, which I think came out before, definitely came out before Goodfellas. I don't know. I just never got around to watching it. It came out in 1990. I was two years old when it, when it came out. And then I wasn't going to watch it when I was a kid, and I just never got around to watching it. I'm going to try to really boil this down and give you one good, strong elevator pitch, okay? Yep. Mafia crime drama with some comedy elements. De Niro, Ray Liotta, Pesci, all at the peak of their game. I'm talking peak of yeah. their game. And the nuance in that film is better than almost any other film that I've ever seen. For instance, you're Italian, so you'll really appreciate this. There's a scene when these mafia guys, spoiler alert, are in jail and they're making sauce together, you know, because they obviously get uh, some allowances in jail. And so they're slicing. You know how when you make your sauce, you have to slice the garlic super thin, right? So they're sitting there in jail slicing garlic with a razor, a razor blade. I don't know if that's the reason I'm going to watch the movie. No, that probably wasn't that great. But it's just an example of little (laughs) things like that that make you laugh because you're like, okay, no other criminals locked up in jail would be getting the amenities to make a pasta sauce in jail, let alone be getting a razor blade to cut garlic. Listen, I'm fully aware that I'm in the wrong here. I'm just, I, I thought this was a safe space. I'm just admitting to you all that I have not seen this movie. And you're right, my Italian heritage, this should have been a classic for me to watch and whatever, because I've obviously seen the Godfather movies and all that stuff. I just, I don't know. I, and I've seen multiple De Niro movies. I love Scorsese. Joe Pesci is obviously awesome. I just have, I've, I've heard people talk about how great it is, but for some, for some reason, in my entire life, I've never sat down and been like, you know what, tonight's night I'm going to watch Goodfellas. You know, it just has never happened. What if I just say this? It's the best thing Joe Pesci's ever done. I can't believe that's your favorite movie of all time. All time. All time. Henry Hill, wow. I mean, come on. So how about this? We're wiping the slate clean. I'm going to watch Lebowski and give my review on that. You have to, like, forget Uncut Gems. That yeah. movie was trash. You have to watch Goodfellas and give your I, I report mean, on Goodfellas. Because I, I will. I will guarantee you that it still holds up and that you will love it. I see, that's the thing for me, and you know this. We talked about this on Rosillo's show or whatever. Like, I'm notoriously the guy who doesn't believe that things really are timeless. Uh, for example, like, I could really appreciate and love Frank Sinatra's music, but I don't think it's timeless. I think it's, it sounds old. No, it sounds old. All that stuff. For something to be timeless, that means that you have to listen to it, consume it, watch it, whatever, in current day, and not feel like it brings you back to another time. And while I can, I'll probably like Goodfellas and I like Frank Sinatra's music, they're not timeless. They seem old. They feel old. They sound old. Do you like Leon Bridges? I love Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges is essentially a take on Frank Sinatra. Leon Bridges He's could not, have dropped in the 60s and been just no. as popular as Frank Sinatra if he was new now. You think that Frank Sinatra brings you back to a certain time in life because think, you're preconditioned to think about that no, time? No, I think Leon Bridges is singing a nostalgic brand of music and he's really really good at it but it is not the style of music in this decade or even in the last decade it's not it, it makes you think of 50 40 60 years ago that's what it does and it's, he's great and i love him he's an unbelievable voice and he's great at what he does but he is singing a style of music that is not new We're, okay 
we need to put a cork in this or else we'll never, <laughs> ever get through our list. But wow, yes. you've already kicked my ass. Nothing is going to be good fellas on this list. I know. Well, I have a lot of really good ones on here. I wanted to start with a bang, but I have a couple other ones that I think you're going to be really mad at me about. I don't know. I didn't know that would be your favorite movie of all time, but why don't you get to your number two? Because otherwise we're going to keep doing this. I feel like this is draft night and I was <laughs> like, ooh, I'm going to, you know trade up and secure a running back and you're like, well, I've already traded up three spaces and got the number one overall pick and I'm taking a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I just took Joe Burrow. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I somehow wrangled the first pick from Cincinnati and I now have Joe Burrow. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Anyway, wow. I don't even know where to go from there. So let's take this route. Since you went personal to me, I'm going to go personal to you. Here we go. I know. I, I know. Could I guess? Yeah. I know at least one of these three genres or movies are going to be on here. You've never seen a Lord of the Rings movie, right? Never. Yeah. See, that's a mistake on your part. Yeah, that's not where I was going to go, but let's just put that as my number two. That makes me believe that I have something else on my list that will irk you more. But yes, wow, I've never okay. seen I've never seen any of the Lord of the Rings vehicles, nor have I read the books. See, here's the thing: is I'm going to sit. So when you say Goodfellas is your favorite movie, right? I wouldn't say. Lord of the Rings and the trilogy is they're not I don't know if any of them I guess the, the third one's probably the best one which is Return of the King it's one of my favorite movies of all time I don't know if it is my favorite movie but the Lord of the Rings trilogy is the greatest trilogy in the history of cinema period done I get the end of sentence I don't have to go anymore the fact that Peter Wait. Jackson literally filmed all of those movies they didn't wait a year film one then film another one a year later they filmed them all three of them together at the same time so they're all perfectly made. They're three and a half hours long. The extended versions are four plus. If you don't watch the extended versions, you're not a true fan. But here's the thing. I'm not going to give you shit for it, Michelle, because it's just not you. It's just not I know you're not going to like it, so it's not your genre. So I'm not even going to be mad at you about it. I think you should watch them. But if you did watch them, I guarantee you'd be like, meh. Actually, you probably wouldn't like them because they'd probably be too long and boring. Even though I love Harry Potter? Harry Potter's different because Harry Potter is more... I don't know. Like it, Harry Potter makes you feel like a child. It, it's a little bit nostalgic. It makes you. It, Lord of the Rings is more of like an epic journey, and it's more about adulthood really than it is about Harry Potter. You know, it's about a coming of age tale for these kids, right? Who are battling this guy and whatever. Mm, that's not it's also really good Lord versus evil, about. family, love, friendship. Yeah, but that's not what Lord of the Rings is about. They're very, very, very different. They're still like they're still like this fantasy genre. But Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, outside of that, have nothing in common. I'm going to ignore the fact that you besmirched the Godfather trilogy in your Lord of the Rings take, but whatever. Moving on. Okay, so yeah, we don't even want to get into that. Yeah, we don't. So coming in at number nine for me is Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say that you should go watch them and then get back to me, but I, again, I don't want to put you through that. Would you say each one is three and a half hours? And if I'm a true fan, I need to watch the extended versions. Listen, I've got the extended version Blu-ray DVDs. I can send them to you. I will happily send them to you. I would love to do a 10-hour breakdown, like Michael Jordan Last Dance-style podcast about Lord of the Rings, but I know that you're not going to be down for that. Maybe. If I get bored enough <laughs> during quarantine, maybe we could do an Instagram live or, you know, I don't I wonder if that on Netflix, you know, you can group watch things on Netflix. Maybe we could do that, but I would love to do that. Yeah, we should figure that out. But have you seen that meme going around that says I may be bored in quarantine, but I will never be put on a full face of makeup and video myself doing a TikTok dance board. Oh, my God. Yes. And I couldn't agree more. It's I ridiculous. I wonder if I'll ever be bored enough to say, you know what I'm going to do is devote 11 plus hours to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that would be, listen, you should do it. I think 
you would be better off for it. It's an unbelievable movie. Even if you don't appreciate the story and don't like it, you can just appreciate of how well done this movie was. Those movies came out, I think, in 2001, 2002, 2003. And, you know, they look like they could have come out very recently. The CGI, all this stuff was way ahead of its time. The acting is unbelievable. As I said, they didn't film it, like, years apart. They filmed all three at the same Zealand and Australia. So the production value of those movies alone is unfreaking believable. So even if you don't like the story, you can appreciate how good of a movie they are. Okay, I'll consider it, even though... It's just gonna have to. We're gonna have to be in quarantine for like another couple of months at least for you to do that. I was gonna say maybe mid-May. Check in with me. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Number two. It's kind of in the same vein as you not seeing ET. Uh, I've never seen the Goonies. Never seen it. You know, I, h- how how have you never seen the Goonies? I'm getting really. Again, 1985. And I missed it. I missed the. Tri- and here's the thing: is I actually think I would like the Goonies because I like the kid sort of. You know, what is it? It's like a sort of, it's another mystery type thing, um, like fantasy. Have you seen, uh, what is it, Stranger Things at all? I watched the first couple episodes of Stranger Things, and it's one of the only things I've ever bailed on. I hated it so wow. much. Wow, okay. But so I love the, the Goonies. Goonies is like? No. Goonies, it, well, I don't know, because I didn't finish Stranger Things, but no, there's no stupid light-up slime wall in Goonies that you don't really know what it's about. Goonies is... God, I can't even explain it to you in an effective way, but it's about these young kids that get caught up in an, in an adventure. Yeah, but it's like fantasy, right? There yeah, are, a little like, bit. A yeah, little bit, so but that's, not... that's why I'm comparing it to Stranger Things, because it just feels it's a, it's a group of kids. They're all kind of weird and zany, right? I'm stupid. This is what I think the no, they're pretty. About. They're pretty normal. I mean, well, it, right. there's like a, a, a chunky kid. There's, a, yeah. you know, the normal kid. There's the the hot athletic older brother. There's the hot girl that they all like. They all get, you know, there's like the nerdy girl. But so if someone said to you, hey, you guys, you wouldn't know what that meant? I know the phrase. I just, I wouldn't have known it came from the Goonies. Jesus, Speaking Steve. of, by the way, Sean Astin's in this movie. He was also in Lord of the Rings. What's up? Full circle. You know what I've heard? If you're a true fan, you watch the extended version of Lord of the Rings. And if you're a true fan, you also watch Sean Astin and the Goonies. So. I will. I'm not opposed to watching a lot of these movies. Now, there are some that I have on my list that I am very much opposed to watching. Both Goodfellas and the Goonies, I would like to watch. I just, again, in 31 years of life, I haven't gotten the chance. Get on the Goonies. But yeah. while I am very confident that you will like Goodfellas or at least appreciate Goodfellas, Goonies definitely is older. So for your... I don't know if things hold up, take. That might be one of them. Yeah. So I would also say, when did you watch those two movies? Because I don't know. You and I are pretty close in age. Like, I don't know. Did you watch The Goonies when you were a kid? Yeah, definitely. There's so certainly. When's the last time you watched The Goonies? Like 1999? <laughs> no. It's always on TBS. You always catch it when it's on TBS or TNT, one of those. You know, like you'll be watching a hoops game or something, and then it's like, oh, and here comes the encore version of The Goonies. And you're like, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm in. There's my three hours. Oh, my God. Settle in. Goonies, what's up? Uh, Goodfellas, I could watch. I have and can watch at any time. Goonies has probably been a few years, and I catch bits and pieces of it when it's on TV. Okay. Speaking of, by the way, talking about Harry Potter last time, there's a Harry Potter on TV. At, if we're talking about like 24 hours of the day, at some point in every day, there's a Harry Potter movie on TV. As it should be. It's unbelievable. Actually, the other day, Maddie can 100% attest to this. It is 100% a fact. The Chamber of Secrets was on three different channels last week. At wow. The same time. Really? At the same time. Yep. 
I'm like, guys, can we get together and figure this out? Like, maybe one of you shows a different one. Like, why are we all showing Chamber of Secrets at the same time? This is unbelievable. Yeah, they all were like, hey, great. We have this great original idea during quarantine. Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> and you know what's actually funny? I didn't see all the Harry Potter movies until about maybe three years ago. But you read the books. Uh, no, I only read the first two when I was a kid. I wasn't that interested. I don't know why. And then Maddie was like, no, you need to watch them. And I'm glad I did. They're good movies. You should have read uh, the books first. I, yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm more of a movie guy than a book guy. I know that probably makes me a douche, but I, I just kind of like movies more than I like books. Damn. Wow, Steve. I know. Sorry. For someone who claims they like movies, you haven't seen at least two of the greatest of all time. So moving on to number three slash eight for me, I'm going to hit you where it hurts. I haven't seen Saving Private Ryan. As an American, you should just be forced to watch that movie. I mean, in history class, that should be required viewing. It's not a true story. Um, I think it's based off of something kind of true, but I don't think it was the the whole story is true. The opening scene alone, uh, the beach scene when they storm Normandy, is worth watching the movie by itself. And it is one of the most gruesome, gory, sad sort of scenes I've ever seen in the history of watching movies. I recently watched Saving Private Ryan again, like we're talking like within the last couple of months, because I had just seen 1917 and I wanted to watch Saving Private Ryan again to compare it. I actually like 1917 better, but Saving Private Ryan is it's probably a top three best war movie in the history of movies. It's an unbelievable movie, Tom Hanks. But again, in the same Lord of the Rings way, I just don't know if you would enjoy it. And it's really gory. But here, you, I know that you're, you're not a person who's not into history, so the history alone is the reason you should watch this movie. It's not that I'm anti. Of all the movies on my list, Saving Private Ryan is the one that I actually would be the most interested in watching. But again, these long war movies, you have to be in a certain mental frame to want to settle in and watch a war movie that's going to be <laughs> emotional and probably bum me out. I feel like I'm always in the mood to watch those type of movies. <laughs> exactly. I have to be in a very specific <laughs> mental state to say, okay, three hours of my day, blood, gore, war, emotions, crying, sadness. So Saving Private Ryan, 1998, 8.6 on IMDb, so a great rating and unbelievable cast. I mean, obviously Tom Hanks. You've got Vin Diesel was in that movie. Ugh, pass. Matt Damon, Paul Giamatti. I mean, oh, it's, I love it's a, Giamatti. It's a really, really, really good cast. It's really well done. It is a little long and it can drag a little bit, but it's a movie that I feel like again should be required viewing for all Americans. All right, I'll do it. All right, uh, my next one here. Let me just bring my list back up. Uh, this is a little bit off the beaten path, and this shouldn't surprise anyone. I've never seen Dirty Dancing. and i don't want to see it to be honest with you i don't really care (laughs) i can't stop laughing i can't think (laughs) of a movie that you would hate more than dirty dancing yeah i mean i know the whole nobody puts baby in a corner like i know the premise of the movie i know it's patrick swayze i just have no interest i just it's a pass for me it is very good if you watched it in a certain era. <laughs> but if I had to sit down with you and watch Dirty Dancing, you would be so pissed the whole time. 1987 got a 7 on IMDb, so, you know, decent rating. But, I mean, that movie, lo- I'm looking at pictures of this movie. It looks old. It just it looks like it's dated. It is dated. It's very old. I mean, I love it because... I've had the time of my life, you know, get it. Actually, you won't get it because you've never seen it, but. I mean, I assume that's in the movie. (laughs) It's it's the song they do the big dance to where he lifts her up. You know that move. Can I say this? 
and I've had this take before, and I'm going to double down on it. I know, I was, and we were born in this decade, but I'm going to—if we're talking about the '80s as a whole, like I'm just going to pass. I'm going to take a, a pass. Uh, music, movies, all of it seems so incredibly bad and corny. You know, the '80s just were just a weird, weird decade in the history of America. The '80s were super weird. Terrible hair, terrible cars, fashion. like design. Yeah, everything was just ugh. Think- and then you get to the '90s, and things got a little bit weird, but they got better. Um, the 90s were awesome. Uh, Don't you dare, dare diss the 90s. No, no, the 90s were weird in a good way, though. And then I think back into the early, into the, into the 2000s, the first decade of the millennium, back to, like, really weird. The 2000s were super freaking weird. Fashion was terrible. A lot of tube tops. Yeah, a lot of jean like, skirts. A lot of denim. <laughs> Yeah, Everything was too big. I don't know. So 80s, 2000s, out on, very much in on the 90s. And then I'm obviously in on you know, World War II era. Come on, let's go. Obviously. All right, next on the list for me, I'm going backwards. You're going forwards. I'm going to just say number seven. I've never seen Star Wars. If we're talking famous, famous films that have spawned all sorts of other films, a franchise, if you will. I mean, there's theme parks, for God's sakes. There's a Star Wars day, for God's sakes. And I've never seen a Star Wars film. Uh, not surprised. Maybe this will surprise you. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. I think I've watched all but one. I haven't seen the final one. What's it called? I think it's called like Rise of Skywalker or whatever. I've seen all the ones in the 70s and the 80s. I've seen the ones in the early 2000s, which, by the way, are horrifically bad movies. Although Revenge of the Sith isn't terrible. But Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones are two of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. Um, they are only locked and tolerated because they are in the Star Wars genre. But um, I'm not surprised by that, and I'm not going to judge you for it, because the Star Wars movies are way more nerdy than I think the Lord of the Rings movies are. And Star Wars people are insane people. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but the Star Wars group as a whole, I don't mess with those people at all. So as much as I'm not a big fan, I wouldn't recommend I don't think you need to watch Star Wars movies, to be honest. You know, one of my controversial takes is that I don't really fuck with adults that are obsessed with Disney. It kind of weirds me out that you as an adult would plan your solo vacation without kids to go to Orlando and ride rides. I just I will never understand adults that find joy in going to Disney solo. I totally agree. Yeah, I, I mean, totally agree. you the, do the, you, the, but that's not my vibe ever. I mean, I've got friends, I've got family that are in that group. No idea why. Um, in our time, I worked at, what, eight years, eight-plus years at ESPN. We obviously get the discounts for Disney. Not that I didn't want to go. I just It wasn't a priority for me. And so I'm with you on that. I don't understand it at all. Yeah, I mean, I went as an adult when I ran my half marathon there, and it was one of those things where I said, if I ever have a child, they get one Disney bullet. One. And they better choose it wisely because <laughs> we're going one time because this place is hot. It's humid. It's expensive. You expensive. spend all of your t- of your day waiting in line and watching other kids scream. Yeah. And you got to buy the- like a fast pass if you actually want to go on right. any of the rides. And then you still have to wait in line for that. Like it's, it, the whole idea of it to me is insane. It's not relaxing. I'm not anti-ride either. I'm just not a big rides guy. And you and I are both kind of aligned on this. If I'm taking a vacation, I'm either going to a beach or I'm going to Europe to watch season history. Like that's, I'm not going to, you know, hang out with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. Right. Same. And that's why the Star Wars group, we talk about the Venn diagrams a lot on this podcast. The Star Wars people and the Disney people, while separate entities, their Venn diagrams of characteristics are pretty similar. Definitely. Definitely. 
uh, and we are somewhere hanging outside of that Venn diagram looking on judging everybody else. Yeah, we're judging everyone, but you know what? They have all these things that bring them joy in life, and we're just miserable and shitting on and everyone. Yeah, so they're winning, and we're not. But anyway. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay. I'd, rather be miserable. I'd rather be miserable than happy in that scenario. Yeah, me too. Um, Same. Go ahead. You're up okay. next. The, another one a little bit off with the radar, and I think you're going to agree with me on this, but I don't know if you uh, have also not seen this, but it's actually a group of movies. I have never seen one Fast and Furious movie, and I have no interest in it whatsoever. I've seen the first one and didn't think it was that great and cannot believe that there have been, what, There's eight like or nine after <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, this movie was not that good for it to continue on this long. <laughs> but I will say this, in the same vein as Star Wars and Disney people are like freaks about their obsession with those movies or whatever the characters, the Fast and Furious group, they're like the Ohio State Twitter of movie Twitter. Like those people are so judgy and they're so sensitive about whenever you make fun of those movies. I think those people just need to realize what it is. It's a stupid action movie with Vin Diesel and The Rock and there's stuff blowing up and there's hot girls and all this stuff, but there's no substance to it. Like, again, I'm saying this as someone who hasn't watched it, so you're going to be like, oh, through, you haven't seen it, so how you say? I don't know. I'm just taking a wild guess. I feel like those movies, they're not tugging on the strings that I want movies to tug on, and I've never seen one, and I'm, I'm really not interested in ever seeing one. I think they're kind of the housewives of film. You know, I don't think it takes a lot for you to invest mentally in The Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I, I get that. Because um, I, I think the same thing could be said. Like, I've never seen a John Wick movie, and everyone loves the John Wick yeah, series, either. right? I don't but, even just, care to. And the whole appeal for that would be, oh, you're just watching it, and you don't have to really think. It's just enjoyable. It's fun. And I get, I get that movie experience. I like that movie experience sometimes, but... For me, dubs and, and cars and souped up cars and people racing and Vin Diesel specifically, I'm just not interested in that. Yeah, I don't need to, to watch you rev your engine. Like, sick rims, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and I think you had to be in a certain sort of clique in high school to be into that, and those people were probably still in that clique. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just never in that clique. Me either. All right, moving on, number six for me. I was going to save this one for later because I think this might shock you. But I'm struggling here with my list because there's some that are directed towards you and others that are kind of generally shocking that I haven't seen. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw this bullet at you. I've never seen Braveheart. That's a huge mistake. Now, Braveheart is a movie I haven't seen in a long time. But if I watched Braveheart tonight, I would be fired up about it. (laughs) Um, And... It, you know, obviously Mel Gibson and his whole thing, you got to put that aside because, and I don't even know if he was the crazy person he was at when, when that movie came out, but Braveheart for me was kind of like that first dude's movie that when I was a kid, he'd be like, oh, have you seen Braveheart? And I'm like, yeah, Braveheart's the best. Freedom and all this stuff. And it, it's, it's long, but it's great and it's really good. And I don't think it's one of those movies in, in all the genre, like the gladiators or movies like that, it's in that same genre. I, I wouldn't put Braveheart up there as far as the best of that genre, but it's really good. And it was like the earliest memory I have of that genre. So maybe there's some, some nostalgia coming in there, but I think you need to watch it. I'm just not sure how well it would hold up for you. I don't know if it would hold up. And I don't, I think if you watched it at the time, you might enjoy it. It is a little bit gory, but there is also some sort of like a love story in there as well. But I don't know if you watched it in 2020, if you would actually like it at all. Well, we'll see. Maybe I will. I mean, we've got time. I think the whole month of May is also a wash. So maybe we should go through all of these movies on our list during the month of May. Is Gladiator on your list, too? I have seen Gladiator, and I love Gladiator. Okay. 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 So Braveheart and Gladiator are like kind of similar movies, in a way. I think Gladiator is better, but Braveheart is, is in that same vein. So I feel like if you liked Gladiator, you would like Braveheart. Okay. Noted. All right. You're up. 
Uh, okay, this is one that came out in 1996, and I feel like dudes in their 40s are obsessed with this movie. Unfortunately, I'm 31. I I'm not. Uh, I've never seen Swingers. I've never seen Swingers either. That so didn't here make we my, are together. That didn't make my list, but I've never seen it either. <laughs> well, I feel like Swingers is a dude's movie, though. It's Vince Vaughn, uh, John Farva, Heather Graham's in it. It's the poker movie, right? And all of them were really young. It was like this up-and-coming, cool, like cult sort of classic. I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV. I've just never had any interest in actually watching it. But I guarantee you, if you ask guys like Rosillo, I know for sure, like Bill Simmons, like those guys love Swingers, the movie. Me? Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. I'm just not interested in watching it. I've never, yes, I've heard it in the cult realm where people will be like, oh, swingers or whatever, but I've never had someone shake me like Adam Sandler and Billy Madison and be like, you need to watch this movie. (laughs) You know, no one's ever said your life has sucked because you've not watched swingers. I'm not surprised, though, because it's not, I don't think that movie is for women i don't think it's for necessarily i'm not saying they can't enjoy it because they certainly can but it's like a dude's movie right especially if you grew up in the 90s like if you were like a teenager in your 20s and 90s you saw swingers i'm trying to think of like a what comparison that would be to like something for me but it's like almost like not seeing old school i mean i know swingers isn't necessarily the comedy that old school is but it's like if someone grew up and it was my age and grew up not seeing old school you'd be like how the hell did you not did you go through 31 years of your life and not see old school yeah if I feel old like school was on this list i would smack you <laughs> yeah i mean that's it's literally ridiculous. ridiculous in old school i literally watched it on tv the other day it's hilarious i mean oh. maybe because again we love it but it's an unbelievably funny movie i think it would be actually okay what of all the will ferrell movies vince vaughn will ferrell movies is that the best one is that the funniest one Wow. I know. I totally put you on the spot because I'll tell you why I asked you this question. I, don't I, know, I love Wedding Crashers. I think Wedding Crashers is great. The Will yeah, Ferrell conversation and the Vince Vaughn conversations are what two separate conversations. <laughs> yeah. You left me in the trenches um, taking grenades. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm hang gliding. Oh, I'm dead. Um, I'll find you. <laughs> I, I will say, yeah, Wedding Crashers. Okay, I would put Wedding Crashers up there as well. But I bring this up because I watched Anchorman recently, not within the last couple of years. Yikes. That really? thing does not hold up. Didn't hold up. Nope. It was weird. It was, like, kind of bad in a way. I was so surprised. It's not bad, but, like, the expectations that I had for it of me when I first watched it as a kid, I'm like, this is the funniest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. So when I watched it a couple years ago, I was like, oh, all really? right. So it was like, kind of, like, weird production quality and acting's kind of weird. Um, whereas I watched Old School and Wedding Crashes, all those, and I'm like, no, these movies hold up. They're hilarious. Anchorman didn't hold up for me. Wow. That, I know. I, I know. haven't I'm seen surprised. it in a while. Yeah, I need to check it out. Will Ferrell, to me, he's got, I think his best role was Buddy the Elf. He was just so perfect as Buddy I the Elf. best role. No, come on. I mean, come it's on. a good role. I think Elf is a little bit overrated. Oh, it's a good movie. It's, a, great, it's a good Christmas movie, but people are like, oh, you know, I think it's a little bit overrated. Come on. I think Vince Vaughn's best movie was Wedding Crashers, and his best line in Wedding Crashers was when he, he was like, the painting was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> I'm taking it with me. Yeah, that's a great one. Yep. Todd, in general, is just a great character. <laughs> Death, you are my bitch lover is an unbelievable <laughs> yeah. line. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many lines I don't even think I could say. Like, remember when the grandma is like, I mean, the grandma like doesn't like him clearly or whatever, and he's like talking about something. He's like, they're asking what he's doing. Is like, I'm just doing my homo things. Like that is <laughs> that character is so unbelievably funny. Can you do that in 2020? Probably not. Probably not. It's, it's in that movie, so it's good. Is Todd the most underrated character in all of comedy? <laughs> Todd is really funny, but I think I don't think he's underrated because I think people quote Todd all the time. Like people quote Todd, maybe the one of the he's probably one of the most quoted people out of that entire movie. Yeah. 
Any scene with Todd. I don't want to play Tommy Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to play with Tommy Sticks. Um, I need to yeah. go back and watch that. Okay, back to the list because we're running short on time. Yep. Okay. Uh, what do I? Oh, it's I'm me. On. It's me, right? Number oh, five. It's you. Yep. Because I just said swingers, right? Yep. Okay. Let's go. run through these because we're not going to have a lot to say about at least for my next five. I've never seen Rain Man. Uh, I haven't either. See? Actually, but everybody yeah. always talks about Rain Man, or they'll you know yep. reference someone as Rain Man, and you're like, what? I don't get it. So anyway, yeah. number five for me, Rain Man. Rain Man. Okay, my number. What am I? My this is number five for me. Yeah. What am I? One, two, three, four, five. No, this is six for me. We're on six. Oh, we're going the opposite way. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've seen Rocky one, and I think I've seen most of Rocky two. After that, I haven't seen any of them. And I'm not interested in them. I don't. I actually don't like the Rocky movies that much. I think they're very overrated. God, we are so simpatico, Steve. I've seen Rocky one, and that's it. And I'm good with that. Yeah, he. I can't even understand what he's saying. And it seems like a satire movie. Like it, it doesn't seem like it's real. This whole thing, and it's another cult classic that. I, and I've heard the Creed ones are actually good, but uh, I'm just not that interested. Normally, when there's more than one movie, the threes, fours plus, they don't do it for me. Normally, just not my yeah. jam. It's going to have to be really great. And again, maybe this is an age thing for us because I think dudes and people that are old enough, like in their 40s, probably are like, the Rocky movies are the best. And that's part of their childhood. For us, no, not not, not so much. Pass. Okay, checking in for me at number four. I've never seen Back to the Future. Oh, that's a good movie. I'm like, I'm not obsessed with it. I don't love it. It's a good movie. You should probably see it. I don't know. I think it would hold up to like Marty McFly, the whole thing. It's a funny premise. It's an easy watch. I think you should, it's a good movie. You should watch it. Okay. Um, I have never seen The Princess Bride. So, again, simpatico. I had never seen it until this Valentine's Day. I went to a seven-course dinner where each course was based off something in the movie, and you watch the movie, and then they would pause it, and they would bring out the next dish and explain why the dish correlated to the Not movie. Cool. Yeah, it was cool. And it was one of those things where I thought it was entertaining, and it gave me a chuckle. But yeah, if I watched it growing up, I'm sure I would have been obsessed with it. I don't understand what it is. Is it a comedy? Because like I feel like people quote it all the time, but it, it, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like a comedy to me. Yeah, it's like a comedy love story. Okay, and what's her name? Jenny from Forrest Gump's in it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Her Robin. Actual um, God, what's her name? Robin Wright. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, Wright. that sounds right. Yeah, I'm not saying I wouldn't see it. I just haven't seen it, and I don't know. Like in 1987, that's kind of old. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't seem like it's my thing. I don't think you would like it. I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the experience, but I'm not going to cue it up on a rainy day. Well, I remember Mark Schlereth would always quote that movie and Mark's obviously like a dude's dude and you know and he loved that movie and thought it was really funny and so I'm like oh Mark likes it I'll probably like it too but so that kind of caught me by surprise and intrigued me but I've just never gotten around to it what was that stuff he did on social man talk or was this you know where he would oh man 101 yeah man 101 yeah (laughs) yeah Mark is a interesting dude great dude but you know Definitely marches to the beat of his own drum. Love Mark Schlereth, and I missed the Man 101 episode on The Princess Bride. Yes, yes, for sure. All right, what's your next one? Number three for me, Indiana Jones. Haven't seen it. Oh, they're good. The Indiana Jones movies, to me, are more enjoyable than Star Wars movies. We're talking about Harrison Ford stuff. Those are good movies. Okay, and I didn't even know Harrison Ford was in Star Wars. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you didn't know either of those? You didn't know that he was in either of those? No, I knew he was he in Indiana in... Jones because I, okay. he's obviously on the cover yeah, as say, Indiana Jones, but I didn't know he was in Star Wars. The cool thing about the Indiana Jones movies is that there is some history in there. Like one of them has it's kind of a Nazi sort of angle to it. The other one, they're searching for the Holy Grail. 
all that stuff has always really interested me. And it's, you know, it's not real. Obviously, it's fantasy. But I'm into, I think my favorite genre is historical fiction. And those movies are kind of in that same vein. Like, they have some backing. There's some historical things that go on in the movies, but they're obviously fiction, right? So I would recommend seeing them. Again, I don't know if you'd really like them, though, but they are better than Star Wars for me. Is it weird that Harrison Ford, to me, was in, like, What Lies Beneath? <laughs> That's a great movie. I love What Lies Beneath. That's one of my, like, no why. Have I, have I talked about my love for Michelle Pfeiffer on this podcast? Yes, you have, yes. Yeah, babe. And I think the first time I saw her, I think, was in What Lies Beneath. Love, love Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. And that is a great underrated movie. Shout out Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I mean, she looks, what is she, like 70? She looks great. Let's Shout see. out. Hold on. Now we need to get research on this. 61. I mean, Steve. Oh. You aged her nine years. Still. She looks great. Doesn't matter. If she, even if she was 70, she would look good. Uh, Classic okay. beauty. My next one. I have never seen Wayne's World. I am speechless. I don't <laughs> I don't even know how to approach this. How have you not seen Wayne's <laughs> Your list, you win. I mean, you win. How have you not seen Wayne's World? I don't know. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never seen the actual movie. I've never sat down and wanted to watch the movie. I don't think I was ever like a huge Mike Myers fan. You don't like Austin funny. Powers? I mean, those movies were like, eh. I don't know. They were okay, but like, I don't want to go back and watch an Austin Powers movie. And Wayne's World, I think I know Wayne's World more from like the t-shirts and you know just the, the pop culture aspect of it than I do the actual movie itself. came out in 92. I was four. I, I don't, and I don't think I would want to watch it now, so I think that's going to be a pass for me. It certainly is a nostalgic movie. It's funny because it has the SNL ties, you know, Dana Carvey, (laughs) Mike Myers. It's very, very early 90s. But it's, you know, I like it, too, because it takes place in Aurora, Illinois. There's a lot of Chicago Midwestern stuff in there that I think is so funny. I can't decide if I think you would like it or not. I think it's hilarious, and I personally love it. But I haven't watched it in a long time. You know, some of these movies that you brought up, like when I was growing up, I had Wayne's World on VHS. So I would watch Wayne's World all the time. Slumber Party, Throne, Wayne's World. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if part of me loves it because I've seen it, you know, a hundred times and it brings back a certain feeling for me or if it's actually really funny. No, that's a big key. I think if you grew up watching something, even if it's like not that great, but there's some sort of emotional like family or friend tied to it. Of course, you're going to think it's good when, you know, 20, 30 years later, right? When for me, someone who hasn't seen it is going to be like, I don't know, this movie's not that funny. For the same reason that, like, if somebody, like, I always wonder if our kids, like, if they were to watch, I'm not going to say old school, because old school is genuinely funny, but if they were to watch Anchorman, right, would they think Anchorman was funny? Or they'd be like, what the hell? This is a weird movie. Yeah, you know? they probably would know. not like it. <laughs> what? They probably would not like it. Yeah, because that's just what happens. You know, everyone, when they're growing up, the music is, whatever music is new is the best, whatever movies are the best, and then they sort of hold on to that for the rest of their life. That's what every generation does. So I guess, you know, Wayne's World for me, I missed it because I was only four and I never watched it as a kid and I'm certainly not going to watch it now. So I guess I think I think I just missed the bus on, on Wayne's World. I would like you to watch it just because I'm curious to see if you would think it was funny. Listen, I'm down for all of these things during quarantine. I got nothing else better to do. So okay, if, okay. If we got time, I will watch Wayne's World. I think Wayne's World 2 is actually pretty good, too. All right, checking in. Uh, Didn't even know there was one. Yeah, there's there's a sequel. Checking in at number two for me is kind of a surprising movie, but I feel like people talk about this movie all the time, and they 
they give it high marks. But again, 1995, probably not going to go back and watch it. I've never seen The Usual Suspects. Oh, I actually haven't either. Not, not on my list. But don't you think people talk about how good that is all they the time? Do. No, that's a good call. I actually should have put that on there. Because that is yeah, it's a cult classic movie, right? I don't even know really anything about it, though. This is another one where I think Adnan is probably going to be pissed off at us. Um, 1995, 8.5 on Rotten, on, uh, on IMDb. This is, who made this movie? Brian Singer. It's got Kevin Spacey, Benicio Del Toro, Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. This is the one that I feel like I would want to watch in the same way that I would want to watch, um, Goodfellas. I don't know. I, I just, just haven't seen it. I recently had a conversation with someone and they were like, how have you not seen The Usual Suspects? So I put it on the list. What's it about? A sole survivor tells the twist. Twisty events leading up to a horrific gun battle on a boat, which began when five criminals met at a seemingly random police lineup. Okay. I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to watch it, just haven't seen it. But I'm, I think we're in the same boat on this one. Yeah, the description doesn't really make me feel like it's a must, but... Can you watch Kevin Spacey movies now, though? I don't know. Has he been, mm. has he been canceled? I think he's been canceled. Oh, he's been fully canceled. It's 2020. Yeah. Spacey is canceled. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess yeah. we can't check in on we're Spacey. Out. Sorry, guys. Sorry to, the, sorry to the rest of the cast, everyone who made the movie. Can't watch a Kevin Spacey movie now. Or at uh, least we them, can, and we just can't. 2020 rules. We won't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. We have to do it to ourselves. Uh, all right. I have four left, really, but of my ten list. My final two, I think, are explosive. Okay. I'll start with the one that's the second that's not as explosive. I've never seen The Matrix. came out in 99. Um, I think I would like The Matrix. Uh, I just never, I don't know why, I just never watched it. I saw it, didn't love it, but I think you would like it. It's very, um, yeah, I don't even know the word for it, sci-fi. It's, yeah. you know. It's take, like the green pill or the blue yeah, pill, right? And red then, pill, yeah, blue like, pill, I think I take would this, like it. alternate universe. I personally am not a Keanu Reeves fan. Yeah, I would say, you know, I liked Speed growing up because I didn't know any better, but it seems like Keanu Reeves is sort of, although The Replacements was a really good, was a, was a good movie. I enjoyed that movie. I have a hot take. What? I think one of the most overrated actresses in the history of film, Sandra Bullock. Uh, I could see why you would say that. I don't dislike Sandra Bullock, but I don't know if I'm like, wow, Sandra Bullock, I have to see this movie, you know? I just think that she's kind of eh as an actress. And my most upsetting Oscars moment of all time is when Casey Affleck won for Manchester by the Sea. He won Best Actor. We've talked about this. He essentially played himself. I just thought, not a stretch. You know, I don't think it was Oscar worthy. My second most upsetting Oscar moment is when Sandra Bullock won for The Blind Side. That movie was okay. It was fine. I've actually never seen that movie. It was fine. It was just one of those movies that I thought, okay, whatever. I don't think that she was knock your socks off great in it. I think it was a popularity contest. Everybody loves Sandy Bullock. You know, she was, she's with what's his face, that tattoo guy. It was just a whole thing. And I think everybody was like, we love Sandy. We're going to give her this award. And I don't think she necessarily deserved it. I've never seen that movie, and that's actually a great segue into my next movie and a one that I even forgot about, and there's probably many other that I forgot about in this genre, because I'm not actually a big sports movie fan. I don't really like, like sports-themed movies, it, um, especially I – like, I like documentaries. I like you know, true story type things, but I'm not a uh, – you know, if there's a movie about baseball or football, especially like the blindside one, I just, I'm not going to watch it just because I like sports. In fact, I'd rather just watch sports than watch a movie about sports, but – that leads me to my final one of the ten, but I have more. I've never seen Field of Dreams. <laughs> of course you haven't. You're not a baseball guy. <laughs> but I grew up liking baseball. And I know all the, you know, I know the build it, they will come, Ray, or whatever, you know, what's his name? 
pretty good. I, I know I know what the movie's about. I know the characters in it. I feel like I basically have watched the movie without actually watching it. Um, that's 1989, so that's a long time ago. I, and I'm probably not going to swing back and watch it ever again. I have never seen Field of Dreams, and that just made me think of another movie, sports-themed movie that I haven't seen. I've never seen Rudy either. No interest in watching it. You've never seen Rudy? Never seen it. I don't like sports movies. I don't. Steve, what were you doing growing up? Uh, I don't know. Playing video games. See, that's why figures. that's why you haven't seen Rudy, because <laughs> you were playing video games. I, however, was not playing video games and was watching Rudy. Rudy's the reason I wanted to go to Notre so, Dame. So my parents are not sports fans, though. So Oh, like, yeah. I mean, my dad likes sports because I like sports. And my mom, my grandfather was a big baseball fan and big golf fan. And my uncle was a big baseball fan, big sports fan, but my parents weren't. So, like, in the house, we weren't watching sports movies just because of my parents at all. So there are a lot of movies like that that I just haven't, especially that came out in the 90s, that I just haven't seen. And Rudy's one of them. And, again, I know the premise of Rudy. I know Sean Aston. what's up? Shout out, shout out Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, shout, out, shout out Sam, Sam Wise. But I've just never seen it, and I don't think I ever will. You know, that's crazy. You should see Rudy because... It's very, very good. I haven't seen a lot of sports movies either. I haven't seen Raging Bull. I've never seen Hoosiers. I've never seen Slapshot. I've never seen Bull Durham. I've never seen The Natural. I've never seen Tin Cup. I haven't seen Blue Chips. I mean, I, can, I haven't seen most of those either, Michelle, yeah. actually. You know, I didn't even, for Love of the Game, I didn't put any of those on my list because they fit. Have you seen Love and Basketball? Of course. It's one of the best movies okay, of all time. Say, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I've seen that. It's a good movie. I think it's like 20-year anniversary. Oh, Monica Wright. I mean, of course I've seen Love and Basketball. Okay, so this leads me to my number one movie I haven't seen that I should have seen by now that people are going to be pissed off that I haven't seen. Is that What's our working title again? Yeah, I think that's it. I think you nailed it. Okay, great. So I have not seen, checking in at number one for me, Fight Club. Oh, wow. So Fight Club's, man. So Fight Club is a movie that I think you should just watch because it's, weird and it's cool and it's different and it's edgy and it's brad pitt i know um i, I know you should have seen that movie and i don't know if it'll hold it'll probably hold up fight club was like almost like a movie where it's, it was just like a cult movie where it was like you had to see it because it was so cool and edgy and different at the time and i was i mean i, I don't even know what time what, what year did that come out because i definitely didn't see it when it came out let's see uh, I, think, I think we were too young but 99 yeah, so like the bar soap thing, that whole deal, like that movie is iconic. Um, I know. Whenever I, I tell people it, I haven't seen it, probably a decade at least, but yeah. it's, a, it's a movie you should watch. People side eye me when I tell them I haven't seen it. <laughs> have you seen, speaking of other like Brad Pitt in that job, have you seen Seven? Yeah, Seven's amazing. Okay, yeah, Seven's a great movie. What's in okay. the box? Uh, What's in the box? Yeah. Um, Fight Club, it's, uh, man, it's it's uh, 8.8 on Rotten Tomatoes, on IMDb. That's a. Uh, I forgot, Ed Norton. Yeah, like it's, it's an unbelievable movie. You should watch it. Even if you don't like it, it's just to be a part of the club of like, I've seen the Fight Club thing and I know the deal. It's weird. It's like a weird, it's one of them. I feel like it's one of the more culty movies of all time. It is, which is why it's number one on my list. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, so it's out of, good, good fellas, though. I was going to say out of, well, you obviously win. I mean, you're, I'm shocked at some of the films you haven't seen. I think mine are more general classics, whereas yours are based on our age and the movies that we grew up watching, some of those movies that you haven't seen, I'm shocked by. But yeah, after giving ahead. my list and after hearing your list, what's the movie on my list that I absolutely have to see, my number one movie that you're going to pick from the list, and then I'm going to pick yours? Well, for everybody, read, read yours again really quick. To recap, here's my list. 
E.T., Lord of the Rings, Saving Private Ryan, Star Wars, Braveheart, Rain Man, Back to the Future, Indiana Jones, Usual Suspects, and Fight Club. Okay. Um, you should see Lord of the Rings and what was the one after Lord of the Rings? Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. Those two, I mean, you just, Saving Private Ryan for me is one. You need to see Saving Private Ryan. It's okay. like a piece of American history that you need to see. Done. I know you're not going to like Lord of the Rings, so I'm not going to say that one. The second one is probably Fight Club. Of all the movies, you need to see those two. Okay. I will watch those films in that order. Okay, give me your list. Mine was Goodfellas, Goonies, Dirty Dancing, Princess Bride, Any Fast and Furious, Swingers, Rockies 3 through whatever, Wayne's World, Field of Dreams, and The Matrix. It starts and ends with Goodfellas. I don't even care yeah. about any of the other ones. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could say Wayne's World. We could go down the list. But if you don't sit down and watch Goodfellas, this podcast might be ending. Yeah, that's, uh, that's on me. That's my bad. And I acknowledge that I have made a mistake uh, in my 31 years of life. You have. and I'll get on that. Let me give you be this better. piece of advice, too, because we started this podcast talking about how we're making amazing meals. Make a killer pasta dish. And sit down and watch Goodfellas. Really get yeah. in the Italian good pasta. Yeah, yeah, a good bolognese, maybe some penne vodka. Just really settle in, glass of red wine, and watch Goodfellas. If this thing keeps going, if this quarantine keeps going, our assignment will maybe be every podcast will have to watch one of those movies and then review it. Five minutes. Five, not, it's not going to be the whole podcast, but just like five minutes of what we think of those movies. Because most of the ones I have on my list... I'm not anti. Some of them are like Fast and Furious, hard pass. But most of them, I'm actually like, no, I just missed it, and I just don't know why, and I do want to actually see it. So maybe that'll be our homework assignment. Yeah, same. The only thing that I'm really not pumped about watching on my list is Star Wars, and it's not even because I don't want to watch the movie, but there's just so many of them. So there's the main nine of the actual story arc, and then there's the spinoffs. There's a yeah, solo movie. Right. There's the Rogue One. Rogue One's actually a good movie. A lot of people would say Rogue One's the best movie of them all, and that's not even in, like, the nine of the core movies. I wouldn't put that on you. I don't think you need to watch Star Wars. It's just I such a commitment. It is, it is. I mean, so is Lord of the Rings. I mean, Lord of the Rings is going to take you, I think, three or four times in my life I have spent an entire day with my friends watching all three, and it takes you a good 13 hours or so with, with a couple breaks. Sounds like a blast. It was. It was <laughs> one time we had a snowstorm a couple years ago where I – basically quarantine all of my friends and some of their significant others into my like two bedroom apartment. <laughs> and we watched from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. Then the following day, we watched all three extended editions and we all refer to that as the greatest day of our lives. Hmm. So just, that just gives you a sense of how great that movie is. Uh, two movies I want to leave you with before we go though. Okay. I've also never seen any vacation movie, any of them, like the national lampoon one. You've never seen Christmas I, vacation. I've never seen any of them. I know. Jesus. Yeah. Not a big Chevy Chase guy. Uh, also, I've never seen, I do like Eddie Murphy, but I've never seen Coming to America. That should have made the list. <laughs> well, it's an honorable mention for me. I mean, if I was you, I would take Rocky off that list and put Coming to America on that list just so you can watch Coming to America. Yeah, I've heard, it's, I've heard great things, and I do love, obviously, Eddie Murphy. I just, again, just didn't get around to it. My bad. I got to be better. You're, I mean, I always catch heat for all the movies I haven't seen. Your list is far worse than mine. But here's the thing. My list, if we did from 2000 on, chances are I've, I love movies. So I will watch, if there's a good movie that comes out, even if it's like not in my genre or whatever, if it gets good reviews or ratings or it's an Oscar-worthy type thing, nominated, chances are I'm going to watch it. If it's before the year 2000, if I miss it, I'm not going back. Sorry, not sorry. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. Mostly for Steve. 
he won putting together his list. His list of movies that he hasn't seen really was more shocking than mine. But even though he won, he also lost because, wow, some of the names on that list, I feel badly for him that he hasn't seen them. And you're probably thinking the same thing about me, but I mean, Goodfellas, he's gone through his entire life not seeing Goodfellas and Rudy and Wayne's World. My God, those two movies comprise like 62% of my childhood content. You work Sandlot in there and my God, game over. Thanks to Steve. Thanks to Anthony for putting this together. And thank you for listening. Steve and I will be back in action soon. But until then, please stay home. Please stay safe. And don't forget, wash your hands thoroughly. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.